Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello. Hello, everybody. Mac and Ken's here. We're back. Duh. Who else would it be? <laughs> we should change it up one day, maybe. Mac and Susan. <laughs> I would be offended. <laughs> I replace you with Susan. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that always the replacement name? Susan. Is that? In my opinion, it is. Never heard that before. Anyways, I'm really excited about today's podcast. Are you? I am super excited because there are about 10 million committeds out there. Yes, so many. Is it the most popular dating type? It is the most popular dating type. At least for According to our research, it is the most popular. (laughs) (laughs) That's deep. Well, today on our podcast, we have a friend named Maddie Fowler. We've known her since really the beginning of Delight. She went to college with us at Belmont University. She now works at Lipscomb University as the women's minister. Super cool. She previously worked for If Gathering, which we love. She's also pretty much the bachelorette of Nashville, I would say. Yes. Basically, I feel like Maddie is the girl that everybody wants to set up with their friends. She's like ideal marriage material. As a true committed should be. True committed should be. She really is. She's fun. She's outgoing. She loves the Lord. She's hardworking. She's all the things that you would want in a potential wife. I feel like I think I've even tried to set Maddie up with some people before. Me too. Me too. And if you're a boy (laughs) listening to this, which is weird, if you are, you should maybe consider DMing Maddie Fowler. Yeah, I love this. (laughs) We're setting up Maddie on the For the Girl podcast. (laughs) Anyways, before we get into the interview, we wanted to give you a deeper glimpse of what The Committed is truly all about. So listen up. The Committed has always had a deep desire to be a wife and a mom to four cute kids. She probably is an avid fan of HGTV and loves dreaming of her early 30s when she's finally settled in that dream house she's always imagined. She's already taken the role as mom in most of her friends' lives, and the majority of her time is spent caring for others. She might be dating her high school sweetheart or maybe the guy she met during freshman orientation. Either way, she's already imagining a lifelong future with somebody whom she can love, honor, and serve well. To put it simply, the committed loves the security and comfort of a relationship. She feels most herself when she's beside somebody else. She doesn't mind sharing the spotlight, so much so that she often lets go of parts of herself for the sake of a relationship. The committed often conforms to somebody else's lifestyle without acknowledging her own ambitions or desires. Her relationship can sometimes become an idol in her life and take the place of God's love and plan for her. She tends to place more focus on the pursuit of her future relationship rather than a future designed to honor God. There are six tendencies that truly mark the committed. So first off, the committed, she is quick to conform to someone else's lifestyle. She often loses herself, her own wants, desires, and needs in a relationship. 
The second is that she buries any doubts or uncertainties in a relationship. Because she so just wants to be with somebody else and have a boyfriend, she kind of dismisses anything that might be a red flag or might cause a breakup just because she wants to be with them. Next up, she is probably more reserved about her love life. She's not the one shouting it from the rooftops, needing all of the attention. It's a little bit more private between her and maybe the person she's in a relationship with or between her and the Lord. The next is that she's drawn to guys that are a sure thing. So she's definitely not going to go for the playa playa that she might not be able to get or won't settle down. She wants to be with a guy that will settle down and commit just as she wants to commit. Next up, she loves the idea of settling down, which makes sense. She truly has probably already pictured her life, you know, the house, the husband, the kids, all of that. She wants that probably Chip and Joanna lifestyle, don't you think? Yeah. The last is that she's not good at stating her own needs in a relationship. So you might not notice this as a committed or notice this of a committed, but they often, because they so want to be with somebody and just make it work, they're scared and timid, often nervous to express any concerns or ask too much because they fear not having that person. Yes, so that is The Committed, and we're so excited to dive even deeper with Maddie. So shall we do it? Here we go. Let's go. Maddie, welcome. We're so happy you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is so fun. Truly feels like girl chat. Here we are. Ready? Are you ready for this? I don't know. I've I've been trying to prepare myself to be ready, but (laughs) you girls are easy to talk to. It'll be good. Yes. It'll be fun. We're excited. Okay, we (laughs) wanted to kick off this episode with a little bit of a game. Uh, do you like games? Ooh. Are you a gamer? I get pretty competitive. Okay. Do you? I Mac do. do. I'm just kidding. We should <laughs> have a game night. It's like Maddie versus Mac. We should a total game night just for us. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we want to play a little game of true or false to see just how committed mm. you truly are. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm ready. So I'm gonna read a statement and then you just say true or false. It's you really quick. can't you gotta stay on your time. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready? Here <laughs> yes. we go. You are the mom of the friend group. Absolutely true. (laughs) You love to hug. Yes. You're great with parents. Yes. True. You you cannot wait to be a mom. True. You have an extensive (laughs) Pinterest wedding board. Oh, unfortunately true. You call your mom every day? (laughs) True. Wow. This is embarrassing, (laughs) y'all. Are you active in group texts? False. Oh, I really not. One. I mute all of mine. I mean, that might be the one outlier. Okay, but that was good. Really, yeah. That was a stretch. It was yeah. a stretch. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A uh, strong sense of compassion. True. You live for family traditions. True. Okay, this is a stretch, but let's see. Barn weddings. Heart. Heart eyes. I've kind of been back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like the barn wedding. Yes, please. Other times I'm like. I got to do something different. Yeah, it's a little overdone. <laughs> I mean, ask. it's depending on the day. Maybe you know? three years ago would have been a hard yes. Oh, absolutely. Scroll back far enough on my Pinterest page. That's all it was. All all it was. And now I'm going like the urban like. Yeah, because you're trendy. Yeah, I'm, you're trendy. I'm a trendy girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do one more. HGTV super fan. True. Uh, yes. Whoa. Can't I think deny we literally it. got like 99% of those, right? <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's from our uh, bingo that we did on the Instagram. Yes, I saw that. I yes. would have circled pretty much all of them. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. You guys nailed it. <laughs> it was pretty fun creating it, honestly. Yeah. Well, okay, so to start this off, 
we wanted everybody to hear a little inside scoop of what Maddie's dating history has been like. We're diving oh, right in. Are you guys ready? Man, this has been, it's been a marathon. Yeah. First boyfriend, <laughs> y'all, this is hilarious. My first boyfriend was in eighth grade. He was the bad boy. Oh. My mom was not pumped about that one, but I was like, just all about him and my first kiss was at youth group y'all at youth group back where so, at youth group I'm kind of confused how that happened <laughs> it was in the she carpool line I was what? waiting for my ride so I literally had a posse of girls behind me he had the posse of boys behind him oh. it was a point zero zero three second kiss and I jumped into the car I was so no. embarrassed I like ran away did so the bad boy youth group guy Ooh. he was the bad boy youth group guy oh. and my mom just started working at so, the church and so it had to be like undercover I had to be quick you know <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but yeah so that's how it all started you know started a little rough um but I was always the girl that had the boyfriend always and um like through high school um had one boy that I dated on and off for three years he was older than me and he was like total woo every girl loved him mm-hmm. and I was just so swept off my feet by him and um and then that ended and I just had boyfriend after boyfriend all through college and all of it. And if I wasn't dating someone, I was talking to someone new and, and all of that. But I like, it was truly in pursuit of finding my person. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. not out of this like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm just going to date because it's fun. Like, although mm. I am like a very outgoing kind of lovable person, but it mm. was like, I'm ready to find my guy, you yeah. know? And I was just so, um, that was the goal. And especially going, going from Kansas city where I grew up and then to Belmont, you know, a Christian school in the South. Um, I had no real experience about anything like that Mm -hmm. really. Um, and so it's just new territory and, you know, I can look back in journals of like, I'm going to Belmont and like future husband, I bet I'll meet you there. You know, all these things like real intense (laughs) moments and even sitting Mm. in class, like writing, you know, notes to my little husband one day oh my and, and be like, where this. are you? You know, <laughs> yeah, they're hard so, to find at Belmont. Oh, I will they, admit. Yes. It, I was shocked. You probably chose the wrong university. I, yeah. I should have gone anywhere <laughs> but Belmont. I know. I know truly. But yeah, I mean, I just like never really had a chance to come up for air. Like mm-hmm. honestly, in mm-hmm. my dating life. And then, um, four years ago was my last serious relationship. And I, um, I mean, it was a heartbreaking one and mm-hmm. it just sent me over the edge of just like mm-hmm. shattered every expectation of relationship mm-hmm. and what that was like. And I had to um, take a break, honestly. And um, yeah, it was really hard for me to recover. And yeah. so the last four years I have been casually dating, um, kind of had to recoup a little yeah. bit and kind of mm-hmm. find myself um, yeah. and just like recalibrate my heart and yeah. um, of kind of redefining what it was that was, um, I guess, false narrative of love Mm. and false narrative of God and false narrative of who I am, Mm. um, redefining words that were kind of distorted, um, through human relationship and what that looks like. Mm. And, and like these last four years, I've learned more about me, who I am in the Lord and like what it is that I desire in a husband and like, what does dating look like? You know, even post-grad, like, um, it's different to date after college and, um, meeting new people. And like, as an adult, what does this look like? It's kind of scary, but it's just been 
so transformative the last yeah. four years for sure. So that's kind of like a brief yes. overview. I love okay. that. It has it all. The true marks of being a committed. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love yes. when you just nail it on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things about the committed is the committed obviously loves like the comfort of a relationship. So I wouldn't say that I would put the word dating and committed together because mm-hmm. normally it's kind of like an all in or all out type of thing. Yeah. So you've talked about maybe dating now. So what has like dating as a committed look like for you? Yeah, that's huge. Um, I thought I knew what dating looked like. Um, you know, I would say pre the first or the last four years. Um, but it wasn't until I was so heartbroken um, and the Lord took time to like redefine things in my life and in my heart that I actually learned what it looked like to date someone. Um, and for me, my roommate is actually someone that gave me good language about what that looks like. And she said, um, you don't need to date someone like be their boyfriend or be their, you know, be their girlfriend and knowing what the end result is like dating someone, you take it one day at a time. And at the end of your date say, do I want to see this person again? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. And like that helps you kind of stay present and not act based on some false reality of like dreaming into something that's not your reality yet, you know, and not putting pressure on him or on yourself, you know, um, I, and someone told me, or maybe I read it in a book somewhere, but, um, it was, someone told me like, you need to be careful with your imagination. Like that is something you need to guard. And especially in like expectations and in relationships, like sometimes our imagination feels more like reality. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, it's kind of gotten out of control. Yeah. Um, so when I'm dating someone new and like, they're my brand new boyfriend and, and I've already gone, I've already walked down the aisle in my mind. Like I'm going to act differently in my very new, you know, dating relationship than I would if I'm actually preparing to like in an engagement season, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so learning how to just take it literally one date at a time and Mm -hmm. asking, do I want to see them again? Yes or Mm no. And then the aspect of protecting your imagination, Mm. I think that has been key in learning how to date someone. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the gist. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I feel like as a committed, you just have... It's hard to take your time and take yes. it slow, and we just get excited. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just and that's not a it. bad thing. I love it. Yeah, it's no, not, not a bad thing. It's no. not at all. But it could be a fear if you don't learn that. So that's yeah. so good. Okay, I want to know: um, Have you ever felt like your single days has been like a waste of time, or like do you ever feel like your like life has been on pause without somebody else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say the first section of those four years, um, they were so hard. They were so hard to find value because I just for so long lived in um, like supporting my boyfriend and whatever Mm -hmm. he wanted to do, which I know is a quality of the committed, like just losing yourself in that person. And all you want to do is make their dreams come true and, Mm -hmm. and like, you'll take care of everything if they just go do what they want to do, you know? Yeah. And, and so when I was not in a relationship, I had to literally ask myself, who am I and what do I want to do and what do I care about? And does any of this matter, um, without somebody else? And, um, 
yeah, so it was hard to kind of like truly find my self-worth in just me as a single person. And mm-hmm. there, of course, there were days where I was like, where are you? Like, yeah. my man, where are you? And, and there yeah. are days where I'm like, praise God that I am like learning some really important lessons. And it mm-hmm. wasn't pretty, you know, like there's no doubt that it just you know, there were ugly tears and there were times where I was pouting in my room when my friends had boyfriends and I didn't, you know, and, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to kind of, I kind of have this image of like wringing out a wet rag. Like you can't just, you know, kind of barely squeeze it and then it gets dry. Like you have to really wring Mm. it out. And I think of that, that with like emotions, you have to really acknowledge and give yourself permission to like feel all the feelings and then you can kind of move past it you know, or just not be ruled by it as much anymore. And so if you're like a committed girl who is single and you're sad about being single, that's okay. Yeah. But don't like go jump into another relationship and, and forget about those sad feelings. Like just really dig into that and like, let the Lord speak to those things. Cause that, I think when we let the Lord really speak to real emotions, Mm -hmm. instead of putting a bandaid on top of those things of like, Sunday school answers or whatever, that's where a lot of harm comes in and like yeah. false narrative of God, not caring about our relationships or, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. I think just like let him in on the real feelings of how you feel, no matter how petty it might feel or yeah. how, you know, silly your friends might make you feel about it. Or like my parents always said, forever is a long time. Mm-hmm. There is no rush. Like you can be married at 30 and still be married for 50 years, Lord willing, you know? (laughs) And like, and they always just say forever is a long time, girl, just slow down. And like, you're fine. And so it took time and I had to acknowledge all the feelings, give myself permission to feel all those, you know, petty, but legitimate feelings of being single. Um, cause that's how I'm wired and that's okay. That's so good. I think that's so cool because, when you think about the committed sometimes like that, those strong feelings to like want to be in a relationship, we oftentimes see that, Oh, like that's a negative side, but it's really cool when you see that that can be channeled for such good and such channeled for like what the Lord can do with that. If you take those feelings to him, I think I love what you said that about just like wringing out those true feelings and emotions, Mm -hmm. because I think that's where true intimacy with God begins. Yes. So that's amazing. I love that. I love it. So I think that so much of dating, all this stuff, like so much of what we do when it comes to dating relationships often is a reaction to fear. So I want to know for you, uh, being the committed and just in your own life, like what's the biggest fear you have when it comes to dating? Oh gosh, when it comes to dating, um, that's a great question. So I think what I've learned Um, I think a more recent fear about dating is like giving too much of myself away Mm -hmm. and then not sticking around. You know, I think that was a lot of my story, a lot of false narrative that the enemy really used against me of you open yourself up so much and they see all the things about you and then they break your heart and they leave, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, and that's not true. Like to, you know, let me be clear. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But he used that against me. Yeah. Um, cause I love to share. I love to share my heart. I love to share experiences with people. I love to share stories. I mean, all of that. And so in dating, I've had to learn like, you know, what are the boundaries of being someone who loves to share and not shaming myself about that or closing that part out 
uh, you know, off of me, but how do I, how do I do so that is respectful to myself and respectful to the reality of where we're at in dating and, um, all the while staying true to myself. And sometimes like I still have not had a serious relationship in these last four years, like still going strong in my singleness over here. But Mm -hmm. I sometimes looking forward into a future relationship, I fear like, have I actually learned these lessons and like embodied the things over the last four years that I'll implement it in this next serious relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I do fear that still. Um, but I think through a lot of, um, just like time with the Lord and the truth about our, you know, our repentance and our, um, just our faith in the Lord and all of that, like those things are true. And like, that is going to carry us through and like nothing can be taken from me. Um, in terms of like the things that I've learned and like, that's going to carry me. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so good. Okay. So I have a fun question for you. If you were to go back to college, Maddie, little Maddie (laughs) running around Belmont's campus, ruling Ruling. Oh no, no, (laughs) no, no, not ruling, struggling. No, (laughs) (laughs) but looking at just like your dating life, what would you have told yourself I'm I'm asking this question because I feel like there are a lot of committed college women out there some that aren't in relationships but a lot that probably are and it sounds like you were kind of in and out of a lot of relationships I would just love to know like if you were to go back what would you have told yourself maybe even what would you have done differently um yeah yeah that's a great question uh I actually think about this quite often because now that I work with college girls I'm talking about this all the time. Mm -hmm. So if I could go back and tell Maddie one thing or anything, it really would be to um, just to believe in the internal truth of who I am and um, like self-worth. Like I just wish that I would have Mm. actually believed things about my worth in college. It was all head knowledge. Like I knew I could have rattled off like, you know, I'm a daughter of the Lord and I am worthy of this, this and this and whatever. And like, I knew it, but I did not work to know it in my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's a difference. There's totally a difference. And yeah. I think a lot of girls who grew up in the church, um, have Sunday school answers and yeah. they just, it doesn't allow them to really, I mean, you have the answers in your head and sometimes it doesn't really integrate into your heart. And so that's Mm. something that I think if I would have known my worth and known that I am worthy to get to know on a, on a really like deep level, but not only that, but I am worth getting to know myself, you know, liking myself, learning things about myself, giving myself time to practice things that I love or, um, develop skills within me instead of always tending to someone else. Mm -hmm. I think Mm. I would have, slowed down yeah you know instead of like and not in a selfish way but like looked towards me and Mm. see like wow I have some really beautiful gifts and I have something to offer and I want to develop these things within me I wouldn't have been so focused on boys and like what can I do to you know lift them up and to support them and how can I love them and all of that like Mm. sometimes you need to love you and you need to love the Lord and see and like develop that relationship. And like, I just, 
I had all the right answers and I knew all the right things, but it, the depth and the roots weren't there. Yeah. 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 I think about that all the time, actually. I remember like in college, you're like just everybody is getting in relationships. Some people are getting married and you have this like big idea of what it's all going to look like. And so you're just so desperate about it. And like you ignore what you're worth. You just Mm -hmm. really do. You like kind of just miss it. And now being 26 and still single and Mm -hmm. thinking about that, like I just have such a different perspective. Like I know what I'm worth now. And like, I, I could tell you a hundred percent that like God has somebody for my future that like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to be with somebody. Yeah. And that all stems from like knowing what I'm worth now. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could have been like that in college because it would have saved a lot of anxiety, yes, a lot of wasted time with mm-hmm. silly boys and just so much. So mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, that's, true. that's really good. Maddie, I'm curious too, because one of the things of the committed is this, like, they're really good at kind of suppressing maybe um, doubts in relationships or suppressing like red flags or things like that. Oh, yes. And mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some committed girls listening to this right now who maybe are in a relationship or maybe are in the beginnings of a relationship or something. And there's these little um, quiet whispers that maybe they've gotten really good at ignoring. Yeah. And I don't know, just being on the other side of that, like, what would you even say to the girl who's maybe has some doubts that she's gotten really good at pressing down and, and how can she go about like starting to explore those and like, what does that even look like? Yeah, that's huge. Um, I'll have to maybe share a brief story about just a huge testimony I had about that. Um, but to answer your question now as a 26 year old woman and, um, having time to step back and reevaluate how I want to date, I really, I mean, I love my friends. I love my friends so much and I trust their opinion. And I would say your friends' opinions matter. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they see things that you don't see. Mm -hmm. And um, that is like my number one thing. If if I can't picture my guy friends with my friends Mm -hmm. or if my friends are like, "Eh, he's okay. You know, like (laughs) listen, listen to that because your friends love you. They want only the best for you. And at least I am blessed to have friends who want that for me. And I, they are my number one test, Mm -hmm. of course, my parents, but I don't live near my parents. And so they don't really get to see my dating life right now. Um, and so my friends have kind of been my adopted family. And I just, I so urge the girls that maybe are just suppressing things and maybe because they're scared to lose that person or, um, maybe their pride. My pride was a huge thing. Um, it always got in the way of admitting that maybe this isn't the best. Maybe I made Mm. a bad decision or I'm just not a healthy choice or whatever. Um, it stopped me every time. And I just encourage you, it, your heart and your life is not worth it. Mm. It's not worth it. Those red flags, it doesn't mean that necessarily they're a bad person. Maybe they are, but maybe they're not, they're just not right. And you don't want to spend your life because as committed like we're going to the altar you know like (laughs) we are going to the altar your life is not worth the red flags and suppressing them and like not acknowledging I think we just forget like forever yeah forever not now like forever and I just encourage you like think long term this matters and um your friends 
Lord willing, they love you and they just trust them. They mm-hmm. can see things that you don't sometimes. Um, oh, I love that. I yeah. have so many times where I like tell a friend about a new guy or whatever and they have their, they, you can see it in their eyes. They're trying to hide oh, their you see it every <laughs> time. First, and then you're like, hello, like, what do you really think? And mm-hmm. I'm always like in the moment, I'm like, find myself defending it. And then I'm like, what am I doing? They're right. They know. Oh, the moment he you start defending your whatever. guy, red flag. Yeah. Red and your flag. own self. Yeah, like, true. That's good. You do so not true. need to f- defend your guy. Yeah. 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 I want to hear your story. Oh yeah. Okay. So this happened, this was that bad relationship mm-hmm. I was telling you about, um, that just shattered everything and put me on a four year journey of singleness. Um, so this guy was all the red flags, but my pride, like I said, got in the way and, um, just living in the shadow and, um, also just living behind a mask of like, I'm a Christian girl, but then behind the curtain was just not, not mm-hmm. doing good. And, um, not living up to just values that I believed. And, um, I was a good liar, unfortunately, like I fooled everyone. And so it really was between me and the Lord, all of the things that were not good and hurting me and, um, all of the things that were just damaging my soul. And literally I had this revelation in the car after this guy and I broke up. And I was weeping. I was so upset, but I knew it was right. But I was just like, Lord, what the heck? Like this guy like had a ring. This is what we were doing, you know, whatever. But I understand he wasn't that great for me. But like, why? And like, why did, why did it have to hurt so bad? And, um, I just remember sitting in the car and the Lord was like, you were so like, you are so valuable to me that I had to make sure you got out of this because there's so much more for you. I wasn't going to leave you there. Like I had to push you out, pinch you out because this wasn't right. And you said only if it's right. Yeah. And I'm holding you to that. And yes, it was a painful breakup. And yes, like it was, it was ugly, Mm. but your life was on the line, like not to be dramatic, but like your future was on the line and I love you too much to keep you there. And like that was huge. And I, it just showed how much the Lord cared for me that even though I went through emotional trauma and you know, all the things it still like I recovered the Lord restored. I can say like, you know, four years later, I am a totally different person and so much stronger because of that. But the Lord knew that those things he can restore, but a lifetime of a commitment to somebody who wasn't right for me and was like, not sane, that was going to be detrimental Mm -hmm. to me. And he wasn't going to leave me there. Mm -hmm. And so like, that was maybe one of the biggest moments with me and the Lord of like seeing how he cared for me and my relationship. Yeah. I love that. I love that image of like you just like so communicating with Jesus about it. Like when you lied to everybody else, you just like couldn't lie to God. And oh, he knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cute. It's like such yes. an intimacy with him. And yeah. that's the way we need to talk about. Like that's what how we need to talk to the Lord about our dating lives. Is mm-hmm. Like just going right to him, saying how it is, like just being in conversation with him about it. That, yeah. That's good. Okay. Have you ever have, this might be a tough question, but have you ever like doubted or struggled like trusting God about like providing like a spouse for you or yes. a husband for your future? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and this is such a hard 
topic. I can't say that I have fully arrived um, to a conclusion, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say that I have got all figured out, but it's been more of me learning about God's character than holding him to a promise that he didn't necessarily make to me. He didn't mm-hmm. promise me a husband and I can't pretend like he did, mm-hmm. but yeah. I do know his character and I know that the way that I'm wired is not to tease me, you know? And I think a lot of the time I kind of had a, a problem with that, with like God, you know, thinking that he's teasing me. He w- made me this way to be this committed person, but I'm not going to get this. So what a tease, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to work that out with the Lord a lot. Um, but mm-hmm. going back to what I was saying, I think that I learned more about God's character and that has been more settling to me than deciding whether or not do I think he's going to provide a husband for me because he yeah. should or because that's what he always does for everybody except for a small percentage of people. It's like yeah. that that didn't have enough weight to me, if that makes sense. Like, oh, I'm I'm not going to be one of the one percent that doesn't get married. It's like <laughs> that. I don't know that, you mm. know. And so what am I actually going to find um, a foundation of truth in like my future. And it's on his character. He's kind and he is generous and he loves to like surprise us, you know, and he loves, um, he is the ultimate giver of good gifts and he designed us to be in companionship with people. You know, when I think about all of these things, it makes him less, less of a trickster and more of like a, wow, okay, I can wait. I can yeah. wait for the right thing because you are all of these things. That's who you are. And to me, yeah. Yeah, you know. That's good. That's so good. And I love even just the story you told before about I feel like that moment with God um, when you have moments where like doubt starts to slip in and you're like, Lord, still I'm waiting. Three years later, I'm still waiting. Mm-hmm. It's like that's like a little stone of remembrance, like pull out of your back pocket to be like, mm-hmm. God, you did. You, I, you, you told me you mm-hmm. had something better in mind for me. And so yeah. what a cool and sweet moment to have too. Yeah, I love that. absolutely. We have to fall back on our testimony. Yeah. Because yes. that's yes. what we have, you know, and yeah. that is the truest thing you know we don't all you know always understand God he's mysterious but we do know the truth of what he's done in our lives and so we can't forget yeah Yeah. wouldn't that be so frustrating if you're God and you're like I literally just showed (laughs) up for you like literally two weeks ago and here you are all the time I swear we have like Yep. faith yeah. amnesia we yeah. know yeah oh he's, my goodness like get it to, why did I yeah. make these humans like this I and know. then he's like no it's I true it's sometimes so true. I feel like I'm gonna roller coaster ride with myself and I'm like I can't even imagine God up there like these these people I know <laughs> most patient crazy. man alive I'm convinced <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my goodness I love it I love it okay so we have one last question for you that we have been asking everybody and it's such a fun one to just to hear everybody's answers but we want to know how are you preparing for your future love story? Oh my gosh. I feel like this is like <laughs> such a moment. fun question. And also like, oh am I gosh. doing anything? <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I would say that I am doing more, um, I guess like old Maddie, younger Maddie really was like doing works mm. towards preparing for my future husband. Like, I mean, I can't really think of examples, but like just more like, oh, I, I'm going to be in the word 24 seven because I need to be a, you know, a spotless bride, you know, like, <laughs> yes. And yeah. the heart of all of this, yes, that's true. But I felt like it was more like, 
out of insecurity. Actually, it was more out of like, as soon as I reach this goal, then I will receive a husband. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And like, I think I really functioned out of, okay, when I get it all figured out and when I'm good, then he will deliver. And that's not true, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, his, his timing is mysterious, but it's perfect and it happens all at once, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think I've kind of finagled my way out of that false narrative of like, um, I'm going to clean myself up because then I'll get what I want. But now I'm just resting in like, if I, if I show up and I'm obedient to the things that the Lord is calling me to do with no, um, agenda of like, Ooh, I got invited to be a part of this cool prayer thing. Maybe I'll meet a cute boy and we'll get married. Uh, I'm going to do it. (laughs) You know, like, no, you know, but out of the genuine calling of, you know, what the Lord is asking me to do, I'm going to be obedient. And because I know he's caring for me and out of these things, he's pruning me to be a wife, to be, um, a mother maybe one day. And, um, but not only that to be just, more and more, um, more and more, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like, um, ready just mm-hmm. to, to receive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in the purest of ways and, yeah. um, just expectant of good things. And I was, I didn't know if I was going to share this, but I might say this, um, now, but I have, um, since literally sixth grade and I, I might not be the only one out there. <laughs> And uh, if I'm not, let me know and we can start a club. (laughs) But but in sixth grade, I had this older girl come into my small group and she's like, you know, if you are anxious to get married one day, which yes, in sixth grade, I was anxious to get married one day. (laughs) True committed right there. Sixth grade. I I know y'all. I out of the womb was like pumped about boys in my life. But so she was just speaking about like purity and all of this stuff. And she's like, I have a husband journal. And this is something that I pray for my husband and I write it in this journal or I write him letters or whatever. And I took that so deeply into my heart. And I have had a journal since sixth grade that I have had like Mm. prayers and some really kind of embarrassing like little letters. I'm pretty (laughs) sure one is like the introduction says like, hey, hottie husband, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. And I honestly want to rip them out so bad, but I'm like, no, no. The things you wrote a while ago, you're a little cringy now. Oh, so cringy, like lyrics to like a life house, whatever. But anyway, like in what, you know, in times when I get discouraged about being single, Mm. this is really what has brought me back um, to being hopeful is I look back at this like ratty old journal that um, is so sweet and so embarrassing all at the same time. And I have to believe that the Lord has like all of those prayers mattered mm-hmm. yeah. and they do matter. And like the, the prayers that I continue to pray for my future husband matter and they make a difference and they are shaping this person and they are shaping me and mm-hmm. they're shaping my future, you know? Yeah. And um, this literal tangible reminder of this silly girl that has just been um, actively um, thinking about and praying for my future. It's just such a beautiful reminder that like the Lord just works in you, you know, your whole life yeah. for things that he's going to incorporate in your story. Yeah. And yeah. And so there's even times that 
I'm sad and I'm beaten down about my relationship status and whatever. And I'll go and write in that journal and I'll be like, wait, why am I writing in my future husband journal? If I don't even right now think I'm going to have a future husband. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, because something deep down inside of me believes that I will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been, I think just this beautiful, um, thing over and over again that the Lord has brought me to, to say like, I got you, you know? And, um, I think that that has prepared me more than I maybe will ever realize. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. I love that. I love the obedience too. Just like being obedient. Like he notices, he sees that he sees when you make like choices to be pure. He sees when Mm -hmm. you make choices not to be with somebody who's not good for you. He sees when you make choices to like use the most of your night in on a Saturday night when everybody else is going on dates or whatever. He like Mm -hmm. sees every act of obedience and he's going to be faithful to that. Absolutely. It's like, that's just so good. Well, Maddie, you're the best ever. I love wow. you guys. I just feel so, so like at peace right now. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm there's like, like this wow. weird peace over me right now. I'm just like, yeah, we all are going to meet our I future. <laughs> yes. You know what? In a couple of years from now, we're all going to just sit back down and yes. laugh and, and like, laugh. we're going to just have a jolly old time introducing our person to each other. <laughs> yeah. Great. I can't wait. Podcast. But yeah. Okay. Five years from now, we'll be back up. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It'd be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh gosh. Well, thank you. You're the best oh, ever. Thank you guys so much. This has yeah. been so fun. It's an honor. Truly. Yeah. We love Have a you. good day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of For the Girl. If you want to know more about discovering your dating personality or the how to prepare for your future love story book, go to www.delightministries.com slash for the girl. If you're in college and looking for a Christ-centered community on your campus, go to www.delightministries.com slash delight chapters to join or start a delight chapter on your campus. Special thanks to our executive producer, Sam Gidley, for making this episode happen and for listening to all things for the girl. See See you next week. week.